Part three, chapter three of the Speaking Voice Principles of Training Simplified and Condensed by Catherine Jewell Everts. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter three, the Fable. In turning in our interpretative study from the essay to the lyric, let us pause for a moment and seek relaxation with the fable. Do you not agree with me that the reading of the fable? whether to children or grown-ups, should be a bit whimsical in tone. Perhaps I only mean that I should choose to have my whimsical friend read fables and fairy stories to me. What is a fable? A story in which, by the imagined dealings of men with animals or mere things, or by the supposed doings of these alone, useful lessons are taught. It is the presence of the lesson that must be offset by the whimsical tone. A moral rubbed in is like an overdose of certain kinds of medicine. A little cures, too much may kill. I print for your use at this point three of Aesop's fables. The Lion and the Mouse Once, when a lion was asleep, a little mouse began running up and down upon him. This soon wakened the lion, who placed his huge paw upon him and opened his big jaws to swallow him. "'Pardon, O king,' cried the little mouse, "'forgive me this time. I shall never forget it. Who knows but what I may be able to do you a turn some of these days?' The lion was so tickled at the idea of the mouse being able to help him that he lifted up his paw and let him go some time after the lion was caught in a trap and the hunters who desired to carry him alive to the king tied him to a tree while they went in search of a wagon to carry him on just then the little mouse happened to pass by and seeing the sad plight in which the lion was went up to him and soon gnawed away the ropes that bound the king of the beasts was i not right said the little mouse little friends may prove great friends the wind and the sun the wind and the sun were disputing which was the stronger suddenly they saw a traveller coming down the road and the sun said i see a way to decide our dispute whichever of us can cause that traveller to take off his cloak shall be regarded as the stronger you begin so the sun retired behind a cloud and the wind began to blow as hard as he could upon the traveller but the harder he blew the more closely did the traveller wrap his cloak round him till at last the wind had to give up in despair then the sun came out and shone in all his glory upon the traveller who soon found it too hot to walk with his cloak on kindness affects more than severity the crow and the pitcher a crow half dead with thirst came upon a pitcher which had once been full of water but when the crow put his beak into the mouth of the pitcher he found that only very little water was left in it and that he could not reach far enough down to get at it he tried and he tried but at last had to give up in despair 
then a thought came to him and he took a pebble and dropped it into the pitcher then he took another pebble and dropped it into the pitcher then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher at last at last he saw the water mount up near him and after casting in a few more pebbles he was able to quench his thirst and save his life little by little does the trick i shall not analyse these fables for you you can hardly fail in right use of emphasis your only danger lies in making your touch too heavy let me speak of one point in the fable of the crow and the pitcher how shall we avoid monotony in reading the lines beginning then he took another pebble and dropped it into the pitcher this line is followed by one in which but two words are changed and then by a line with but one change and then by three lines with no change at all we must depend upon varying the emphasis and movement try this treatment give another the particular stress in reading the first line pause at the close of the line as if to study the effect of the pebble in the next line that of course takes the emphasis pause before the word and give it a salient stress the movement of the voice through these two lines has been deliberate on the next line hasten it a little and make the pause at the close of the line shorter with the fourth line let the tone settle down to work give each of the first five words equal stress with the fifth and last line let us feel that you may go on forever and surprise us with a very short pause and a joyful stress upon at last at last and don't fail to let the enthusiasm of your tone give us the full sense of relief which comes with the mounting of the water and the delight in the conclusion he was able to quench his thirst and save his life and now most whimsically let us voice the moral little by little does the trick end of part 3 chapter 3